Yo, bro. What's good? Yeah, man. Not a lot of, as you know, you know. We just came back from a two-hour and, what was it, 37-minute movie? That's correct. That is correct. To the T? I believe so. To the T. Um, I'm realizing something, my friend, as, as you and I progress along and, uh, you know, we gain a reputation because uh, tonight we actually ran into a couple of the homies uh, that we have not been able to see for quite some time, you know. Uh, two supporters of the show. Um, uh, shout out to the homies, uh, Ed and uh, Kadarius. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they they, uh, they they said something which kind of uh, flattered me, actually, my friend. And, and you were there, obviously. You heard what they said. Talking about, like, how we got a rep for, like, opening night every time. Gotta you know? be there. Gotta be there. And it's fucking dope. Oh, and I'm yeah. glad that that's the rep. But I also want people out there to know that there comes a price with with um, the dedication to the superhero homie nation and uh, opening night movies and, you know, perfecting the art of preemptively buying your movie theater ticket, of having the right memberships to the movie theater. So, you know, you, you get the, the, the discounts on the snacks and the little reward programs and yada, yada, yada. The real price to pay, however, isn't the expensive-ass popcorn or the, or the snacks or, you know, the, the stalking for the perfect seats for whatever movie. <laughs> it is knowing how much damage you're doing to your kidneys and liver when you realize you just sat through an almost three-fucking-hour movie and did not have to piss. And nor did you piss before going into the movie theater, and you didn't really have to piss coming out of the movie theater. I don't know if I just haven't had enough water yet today, bro. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, damn, I have conditioned. I have perfected, nigh almost, almost perfected the art. I, I will not be so vain. Almost perfected the art of, well, about to sit in a movie. Time to turn off the bladder. Good to go. What's that? We're watching uh, Justice League Snyder Cut again? Bet. Let's run it. Yeah, I think for me, uh, something I've noticed since Aquaman, I believe, maybe a few movies before then, but Aquaman is the first one that comes to mind where I realized uh, because of this movie, I'm going to have a shitty day at work tomorrow. Okay. Uh, And I say that not not about the quality of the movie, but because like the timing. Aquaman was Mm. one of the first movies that we saw for the podcast where... Uh, it was a long fucking night and a short sleep uh, before work the next morning. Yeah. Uh, and this is going to be another one of those. Actually, that's a fair point, too. Yeah. Because uh, homies, currently at our time, it is uh, 1120 here on the East Coast. As we just sat down and started recording, we were like, what, three and a half minutes in? So, yeah, here we are. And here we are. But hey, being optimistic, it's all good and fun. It wouldn't be worth it if it wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. With that being said, homies, so welcome back to another episode of the Superhero Homies Podcast. My name is Quentin, and as always, I'm here with the homie Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the show. For those of you who have been listening uh, canonically, uh, you have sat through our preview episode of The Eternals movie coming up, uh, you know, now. <laughs> we watched it. It's here. 
However, if you haven't had a chance to listen to the preview podcast, I exercise that you go ahead and do a chance, uh, you know, go ahead and do so now. That way you'll know um, a lot more heading into tonight's special topic. That way we can uh, go ahead and just jump into the meat of it. Or or don't listen to the preview episode. Because Marvel is sure as fuck. Don't give a fuck about it. Either way. Well, <laughs> it, it's, it's important to know the, uh, the extent of what's happened. To, to say so blandly. The preview episode, I was talking about some other shit. I, <laughs> I, I spent, Bro. I spent, um, no, no, no. I've been holding this in for too long. I, I want you almost to know. I, I, this is something that, it's like religion for me at this point, okay? I do this for every single, every fucking single movie we do. I find the source material and I read it. And if I've read it before, guess what? I reread it. You name a superhero movie and I have done that religiously because I love you homies. I want you guys to be informed. It's super fun and entertaining to do. I love it. But here's the thing. When I previewed for Jack Kirby's The Eternals. Right, right, right. Months ago. Almost a year ago, mm. when his omnibus went on sale, I pre-ordered it because I knew I needed to have it. I knew that Marvel was doing a movie on it, and I knew I needed another Jack Kirby exclusive on my shelf. I bought it, pre-ordered, right, no right. regrets, got it, read it, spent the past month reading it. I, re- I, w- I was reading that while I was still doing my reading prep work for Venom 2. Okay. Right, right, right. Sounds like you. I was ready. Got here for the preview episode, had my shit together, presented the episode, the preview episode, even compared and contrasted with the trailers. Right. It's a movie, so of course things are going to be different. Things are going to be off kilt. It's a movie. That's, okay. That happens. You okay. expect that. I did not expect this. Uh, <laughs> I, did, I did not expect <laughs> what we got. Th- there was a moment where I was like, is this is the, maybe we... Is this the right theater? Actually, let, let's go ahead and preface, uh, preface, uh, wow, preface all of tonight with a, a, a quick joke. Because, you know, we sat there, we watched the movie together, we, we uh, you know, luckily we were able to get seats right by each other. And as the, the opening credits happen, and again, guys, uh, just a quick reading of the rules. First half, spoiler free. Second half, we're going to break down the movie in detail, so get ready for that. Uh, you know it, you've heard it, here we go. Beginning opening credits of the movie... Began with like a, and, and again, this is not a spoiler, so just keep listening. You're safe. Um, it began with like a, a quick uh, expository, just like a short uh, paragraphs, if you will, just kind of like some text popping up on the screen, breaking some shit down. And I remember reading the text almost like in Star Wars fashion, where it just kind of like right. scrolls up on the screen, it's and you just kind of yeah, and just like, oh, look at this. They're they're setting me up. They're giving me the the quick exposition. All right, dope, lazy. I like it. Whatever. Let's run with it. I looked over at you, leaned in, and said, bro, so how are they doing so far? What was your reaction, Q? What was your reaction to my simple question? I didn't say anything. I just shook my head violently. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, literally. Hey, hey, hey brother. Hey, hey, brother. How are they doing so far? And I, I look over, and literally, you're just, like, slamming your head back and forth. Like, your chin had to touch both <laughs> shoulders. She's like, nope. They ain't doing shit, Kevin. And it was it was pretty funny. It was it was pretty great because literally the credits, the the opening paragraphs, that's like the first few seconds of the movie. It, it is. <laughs> it is. Oh uh, man! Wow. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, good. You know, um, you know, maybe, maybe I, maybe I'm grumpy. Uh, maybe I'm upset because my icy was mostly ice. The popcorn was was stale. Dude, the popcorn uh, was shit. Yeah, I, I joked with you. I make better popcorn than that. I want you homies to know. I make a bomb ass popcorn. All right. Uh, maybe maybe I'm just tired. Uh, it's late. I had a long day at work, and here I am <laughs> at eleven thirty talking to all you nerds about a movie we just saw. And <laughs> welcome to hell. Welcome to hell. <laughs> uh. But yeah, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and peel the Band-Aid off. I did not like this movie. Uh, hardly any, actually. Um, and I was thinking, like, is this the worst superhero movie I've seen this year? And uh, I, had, I really had to think about it. And mm. honestly, uh, if I'm being fully transparent, it would be between this and Venom 2. And then I thought about it some more, and I was like, Venom 2 never made me visibly upset. Yeah. Uh, the Eternals did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, bro, yeah. and, and it sounds like we've had very similar experiences because okay. I'm, I'm of the same mindset. Mm. Um, I see what they tried to do, and mm. I have an appreciation for that. You know, I, I used a word in the car. I don't particularly like the word because I feel like it has been over-exercised in uh, so many years. Mm. But they, they try to tell an epoch amount of story within this two-and-a-half-hour window which is very different from Marvel. That's very different. That that's up the line of, you know, the new vibe that they were trying to go for that we discussed in the preview episode and that we've heard all over the internet. But very rarely have I sat in a Marvel movie and thought to myself, I'm bored. Me too, man. Bro, I was, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, the the pacing for this movie and I also because uh, I do want to sprinkle in some good shit as well. I'm not gonna, uh, even though I'm, I'm, I'm oh, no no there, there it, is good shit, but it's just yeah, it, even nah. though I'm grumpy Q right now, I will not uh, shit on the movie for its entirety. Uh, but but definitely be on the lookout for that. Right. Uh, I, I I will have to say this like uh, I, I do think that Chloe Zhao was a very good director. This is the mm-hmm. first of her movies I've seen. I know she won like some some really big award. Uh, forgive me for not knowing which one, but it's some kind of I think it was an Oscar. For her last movie, No Man Land, and uh, I didn't see it, but I mean, apparently, hell is Oscar worthy. So Marvel, you know, they did right. Uh, I think that she's a very great and capable director. Uh, I think that she's probably she probably shouldn't uh, write any more superhero movies or action movies. Uh, that doesn't seem to be her forte uh, because this this was a drag. And here's the thing: I don't mind long movies. I actually like long movies. You and me both. Yeah. Yeah, agree. I, I know there's a good bit of people out there who don't like, you know, long movies that like to get in and out. There's nothing wrong with that. The reason why I like long movies is because it gives times for for certain moments to breathe, for characters to grow and develop, and for the plot to unfold. That's where I really love, you know, longer formatted movies. The problem is with this is that the plot, I mean, not, not the plot, but the pacing literally never picks up. It never makes it out of first gear. No. And, and so even, even if I remove... All my Jack Kirby biases, which I should not have to remove, by the way, for a Jack Kirby movie. <laughs> but even if I were to remove all my Jack Kirby biases aside, this movie is just plotting. It is very plotting. It just it, it takes its time and it, it never, ever at any point did I feel it, that it picked up. No, bro. And, and that's the thing. There was. The the. the the statement I made earlier about the movie trying to be an epoch in mm, such a yeah. such a window of time. The reason I say that is because there was so much conceptual detail 
that they try to throw into these windows and, and different like collections of scenes, which I don't mind. That's mm-hmm. a dope idea, and that that could make for a very powerful and a very dramatic movie. And there's a reason that uh, Chloe, I looked it up by the way, she's she won an Academy Award for Best Picture and Academy Award for Best Directing. Uh, I I don't see here clearly what which movie that was for. I believe it was No Man Land. I, I would believe so because I heard some dope things about that movie. Uh, I never saw it myself, mm-hmm. to be honest. However, um, going back to those scenes, those pockets of uh, sceneries about like the, the super detailed uh, character development plots and things like that, it's like there was so much of that that we did not need. And there was so much of that, brother, that was so boring, I did not give a fuck about it. You know, yeah, uh, it's like some of it was yeah, cool. Yeah, I, yeah, some of it was actually really well done, but there was a lot of it where it's like, bro, you could have done this so simply, mm-hmm. but here we are killing another twenty extra minutes in the movie for this shit. Yeah, yeah, and you know, when I first discovered that the movie was two hours and thirty seven minutes, I mean, yeah. obviously, I was I was fine with it. Uh, I mean, Marvel. Typically, the longer movies have been fucking epic. Yeah. Infinity War, Endgame, anybody? You know? Like, oh, yeah. Like they, they've typically been epic. Uh, and I thought that this being a longer movie would help it because they have so many characters mm-hmm. uh, to dig into and to unfold. Little did I know, nobody at Marvel did their goddamn research on who any of these characters are. Right. Uh, and, uh, I mean, hell, maybe, maybe they should listen to the preview episodes. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we really need to call someone at Marvel right. and, 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 and convince them to be a fan. Con- convince them to just, you know, you don't even have to acknowledge it. Just, just listen. Uh, That'd be dope. But, uh, but also, apparently at Marvel, they don't believe in second drafts or proofreading yeah. or, or any of that either. Yeah. Uh, I mean, their editing team is just like, yeah. all right. Because uh, I cannot wait. Just come uh, in twice a week. You're good. That's all we'll need you for. The, there's there's a uh, a crucial plot point that I cannot wait to discuss in the spoiler section that was okay. so fucking ridiculous. I found it hilarious. Uh, and then there is a character point that is so infuriating that it made me want... Uh, literally, I, I kid you not, Kevin. It made me want to leave. I was already bored. They did yeah. a twist, and mm-hmm. I wanted to leave. Yeah, I, I think I know which twist you're talking about because yeah. at that point, it's like, one, the setup for this was slightly predictable, which is never good, mm. which is never good. And then two, I already knew that twist did not exist before this movie. Oh, fuck no. Yeah, of course not. Because I'm sitting there thinking like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> I wish I looked over at you at that moment because it's like, I wonder what Q thinks about this. Look over at you and you're, you're just, just like grimacing. You're just like flipping off the screen. You say you wonder what I think. My thoughts are just internal screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean eternal screaming? Uh, <laughs> fuck you. You can fuck right off with this movie. Fuck me. <laughs> I'm having a good time oh, shit. over here. As, uh, but, as weird as that experience was. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Uh, and, and you know what the, what the weird thing is for me? Um, it's, it's never the movies that I think are, are going to be awful that get me. It's always the ones that I think are going to be okay. That they end up getting me. Well, yeah, that's because you have hope in them. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess that's true. Like you, you built this little Lego tower. Yeah, and you yeah, said yeah. to yourself, "This is gonna be the one." 
this is going to be the tower that I keep. It's going to be great. It's going to be this awesome quality. They're going to do their research. It's going to be from the <laughs> books. This is going to be a beautiful Lego tower. Will Arnett's going to put it on a stupid fucking Lego show on Hulu. <laughs> Not a sponsor. And uh, thank you, Will Arnett, for letting me make a joke. And uh, please don't sue. And they knock it over. And they look at your shit and say, Oh, you a Jack Kirby fan? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, all right, like, like one more joke, and then I promise we'll get serious. But it's like, <laughs> wait, wait. It's like, on one hand, Marvel's like, it's like, Marvel, we really want to do right by Jack Kirby and pay respects to his vision. Also, Marvel, the entire Eternals movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's. <laughs> Oh, oh, screw me. Oh, this sounds like a setup for a meme. Like, I, I just I just saw Kevin Feige with, like, uh, the fucking, uh, what what the, uh, the Kyle hat with, like, a oh, monster yeah. symbol. It's like, the entire Totals movie. Yeah. Just, like, riding it out as the top is like, man, we want to pay these respects. Jack Kirby is a legend. Let's make an Eternals movie. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, and then they continue to say, nah, let's just do it our way. <laughs> right. Okay, but this, um, I, I do have to say, say what, this, man. How do we want to start this? What's up? Uh, so, so before uh, we go too far into, into the uh, into the shit fest, I do want to say this about, about Chloe Zhao, and that is, as odd as this may sound, as much as I do dislike this movie, I think that I would really like to see her do an, another superhero movie. Actually, I want to see No Man Land now. Because really? seeing this movie, I was able to get an essence for what kind of movie she's kind of accustomed to making. Yeah. Very artsy. And this is a very, yeah. it's shot very artsy. I, I got a very, like, independent movie vibe with her. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what Nomadland was. Mm-hmm. Nomadland. Yeah. Blah. Words. Um, Not to so, be confused with No Man's Land by Batman. It's your turn to go to bed. Go the fuck to bed. <laughs> I want to, but we can Yeah, me too. But, um... So, quick, quick question, brother man. You. In that case, just a quick hypothetical elevator pitch, just so we can go ahead and get started on the main shit for tonight. Um, you mentioned giving uh, Chloe Zhao uh, another chance at a superhero movie, uh, another whack at it. Which, uh, which, which title would you give her? So, I was thinking about that, yeah. and yeah. Uh, Realistically speaking, it'd be under the House of Mouse, so it'd be another Marvel movie. Oh, um, I thought that was the name of a comic, a comic for a second. I was like, "What the fuck?" That's like the the unwanted sequel to House of M, House of Mouse. House of Mouse. <laughs> uh, it, it I'm would, gonna fuck you all up. <laughs> uh, it it had to be a superhero who has a a, a more singular focus, or like uh, have to focus on on one hero. Uh, one person. I think that she would do really well with that. I think that this huge group dynamic kind of fucked her up a little bit, honestly. Mm. Uh, and it had to be a hero who who delves more with more deep introspective shit versus action. Now, now her action isn't bad at all in this movie. I actually yeah. really like some of her shots here. Uh, but thinking of a hero, man, um, you know, uh, uh, the, the the easy answer would be uh, Black Widow because that's what she originally auditioned for. She wanted to direct Black Widow, oh, okay. and I think that she would have done a better Black Widow than the movie we got. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually going to say because she seems to really go well with like the introspective shit, uh, yeah. kind of like the same thing you were saying there. Uh, I was going to give her the Sentry. See, that'd be cool too. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really nice. Yeah, because that that's like 
as much of a psychological as much as it is like a journey of the self type right. character. Yeah, yeah, discovering yourself and coming around. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, that'd be great for her. Yeah, she can get very twisty with like the fucking void. And yeah, how that all works for Bob Richards, you know. Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Like, especially Bob Richards, fact check me. You're right. Yeah, it's uh, uh, Robert Robert Reynolds. So, oh, I bet he goes by Bob sometimes. So, hey, okay, <laughs> wait, wait, what's his last name? Reynolds. Oh, dude, I said Richards. Did you? Yeah. Oh, 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 never mind. I'm glad you didn't give me the high five. <laughs> Guys, I was trying to get a high five, and I was like, fuck yeah, I got it right. And then I was like, wait, I don't think I got it right. Oh, you said wait, Bob wait. Rich the car dealership again. <laughs> <laughs> you did it again. <laughs> damn it. I'm never, god damn it. Stop giving that man superpowers. <laughs> he doesn't need them. He's uh, trying to sell some dadgum Chevrolets, and all of a sudden he's like, oh. <laughs> Anyways, uh, jokes aside, not a sponsor again. No, the, the century though would be uh, great for um, for Chloe. I think I think that'd be uh, a really great film for her to make uh, because yeah, she she really does a good job. You can tell her that kind of a deeper introspective uh, outlook. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this this project, honestly, I think was DOA man. Um, Damn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this was awful. Uh, so. The- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, and here's the thing, like... Tell me how you really feel. Yeah, uh, uh, to tell you how I really feel, this movie is a beautiful, gorgeous piece of shit. Uh, that's how I really feel. That's that's a, that's a fucking... Um, that's a title card. Mm. Eternals. Beautiful fucking piece of shit. Yeah. That's a long uh, manicure, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put that all on, like, the, the front of your uh, Hollywood billboard. Eternals, it's, come watch this movie. Beautiful fucking piece of shit. It's like this movie was made to see how many flips they could get Jack Kirby to do in his grave. <laughs> Brother, he uh, tilled the soil. <laughs> uh, anywho, um, but no, uh, so as weird as it may sound, uh, I think that Chloe Zhao has a lot of talent, man. And uh, yeah. I, I'd be interested in seeing what else she does. And, and honestly, that, that's yeah. a great thing, just to get uh, praise where it deserves, you yeah. know, because um, you can tell she's a talented fucking director. Mm-hmm. This just was not the project for that. Like, exactly this was it. not the name brand to use for this particular yeah. example. It, it's similar to uh, Taika Waititi with Thor. Uh, I know people love, you know, Ragnarok, but yeah, it, yeah. he, it just, it, I think that he's a great director, man, and I would love to see him do a different Marvel property. Yeah. But to me, that's like mi- mixing marshmallows and fried chicken. Uh, you know, Taika and Thor, it's like. The, the, Separate, yeah, they're Have you fine. Have used that example before? No. That's a weird fucking imagery. It should be. Oof. Ragnarok, I'm not hungry anymore. Ragnarok was a weird fucking movie. <laughs> but, uh, uh, anywho. So Hulk was obviously the marshmallow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> big, big old softy. Stay puffed. Uh, but, you know, so uh, getting into this movie, we talked a little bit already about the, uh, about the pacing of the movie. Yeah. And the pacing is honestly an issue. Whether you're a Kirby fan or not, whether you're familiar with, you know, the original material or not, the the pacing, I found to be an issue. Sounds like you did as well. Agreed, bro. If, if your pacing is is at such a crawl that you're losing audience members' interest, then what's the fucking point? Mm. Because again, why do we pay these outrageous prices to go see a movie in what literally is post pandemic times? We do it to be entertained. At the end of the day, yeah, we do it because we're interested in the contents being strewn. You know, I, I don't go to, a, you know, a you know a musical movie to be entertained, as we saw too many previews for tonight. <laughs> uh, although that's the flavor for some, 
obviously our favorite superhero content. Right. Hence, here we are. But at the end of the night, I also want to be entertained by this shit. That's like the most basic of rules. Like, hey, you want to make a great movie? Well, make sure that it's a dope experience to watch. And how you do that, of course, is what we talk about primarily, like with your content, with your quality, with your character development, with your storytelling, et cetera, yada, yada, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, if your shit's boring, then you've already failed. You're yeah. trying to make a sandwich, and you're starting with fucking cardboard. Mm-hmm. And you know what? where I think the problem with the pacing comes from? And again, I hate to keep going back to this well, but I think the pacing problem stems from a lack of understanding of the source material. Because what, okay. Jack, what Jack Kirby did was he didn't set out to make another superhero movie with a, a fucking big CGI fight right, at right. the end. What, what Jack Kirby set out to do was to create new mythology, to combine the concept of aliens, gods, and, and urban legends and mysteries all together in one and to make something that was going to be so new and different from Marvel to the point where, like I mentioned in the previous episode, there are so many people who wrote in, the letters are literally in the Omnis, so many different fan, uh, fan letters came in saying, please don't incorporate this with the rest of the, uh, the Marvel Universe. This is excellent and fine on its own. And, and like it was so different that a lot of people didn't think that it would mix properly with the rest right. of the Marvel Universe. I get Universe. that. Yeah. Just like its own, it's its own extra thing. Yeah. different canon, right. uh, canonical shit. Yeah, canon. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it's like, you know, with the Eternals, man, it, it really did read differently, especially for something that came out in the seventies. Uh, and don't get me wrong; it was still it still has a superhero flavor to it, but the the strong undertones of it are: these are not your Fantastic Four or Hulk or Iron Man. These right. are these are otherworldly beings who are mingling with man, and there are devils among them. And you know what? What's the human reaction to all of this? And who are these beings? And how do they react to all these new revelations? So, I, honestly, I think that a fundamental lack of understanding of what Jack Kirby was doing kind of led to them not knowing how to approach this movie. Hence, the weird pacing issues. Because if they went to make something that was maybe a little bit less superhero and more thought provoking, more right. yeah, then. I think this pacing would have felt more suited, mm-hmm. but agreed yeah. wholeheartedly. Like I, I hear completely where you're coming from, and I, I hope I'm not cutting no, you, you off good, here you because good. it's like there are so many moments in this movie where they have the potential to set up a thought-provoking, meaningful moment because all these characters they spend so much time with their entire roster setting up this like. Deep, complex character list for each person. Like everyone has their own attributes, and everyone has their own reasonings and thoughts, and and uh, you know, and desires and wants. Even though they're like, you know, the Eternals, they're like the gods among men type of deal. But all of a sudden, it's like the plot had to ch- progress along for the superhero movie they were trying to write too. You know. Um, not to say that one distracted from the other, but it just did not meld well at all. It, they didn't it know how felt, to mix it. Exactly. They felt like they were trying to distract from one another. You know, the, the, the plot of a superhero movie should never feel like it, it's having to weaken the, the subgenre of your movie. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. Where it's like, man, this is a thought-provoking, emotional, dramatic scene. This is something that has 
not just meaning, but a powerful meaning. Wait, we got to go have the CG fight now. <laughs> you know? Right. It's, I hope that makes sense. No, you're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I had a, a real big issue with that because, you know, as soon as they were maybe hinting at being on the cusp of doing something really great. Yeah. It's, it's CG fight now. Um, yeah. CG fight or, 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 or butt fuck betrayals or, um, yeah. Or insert kind of like a, ironically, um, you know, a kind of a cliche moment here, you know, and, and that right. happened every now and again, which is like, this is strange. Yeah. But anyways, anyways. Uh, honestly, I think that creating the Eternals in, uh, in a post-Thanos world uh, was also was a mistake from the beginning. It really is. Um, and, and that's you know. something that and I cannot wait to talk about this in more depth because mm-hmm. I, I hope, I hope and I swear, obviously not to the Eternals, that they make this all have a point. Yeah. Because you're right. It's like once we already have Thanos, now it's like, oh, we're introducing these godlike beings that are superior mm-hmm. and more powerful than anybody we've ever encountered. And again, just like I stated on the preview episode, just to give you guys a quick snippet of that if you haven't listened to it, once you introduce these new level of powerful beings, once we break into the next plateau, why the fuck would I care about the old one? Yeah. You know? It's like, dude, you just introduced me to gods. Why would I care about these, like, kind of mortal people who just have extra special abilities, you know? Mm -hmm. I just saw a dude that was made from, like, a being of pure fucking energy to be an immortal, unkillable freak of nature. So why would I give a fuck about Captain America again? Mm. You know? I mean, yeah, Yeah. but again. I I, uh, wholeheartedly get your, your point there. Uh, Excuse me, that was a short rant. I didn't mean to go on that, but because uh, it's like, I'll talk about that in the second half. Yeah, uh, and you know, we all knew that this movie was going to have a, a bit of a hurdle to overcome with the whole um, why didn't they help with Thanos or any other you know world's atrocities or you know things of that nature. They're going to have a, a hurdle to cover with that, and 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 they try well enough to you know. To, to deal with that. I felt your pain in that moment, by the way. Like, I want you to know, sitting beside you, your pain radiated off of you and and, and hit me. It yeah. hit me in the heart, brother. Because it's like, by Jack Kirby's and Marvel's own canonical reasoning, their logic was flawed. Logic was very flawed. It was so, stupid. Yeah. yeah. You, you didn't want to help out with Thanos the Deviant? Okay. <laughs> Even though you're sent on this fucking planet to deal with Deviants? Really? He, he even came to Earth. <laughs> <laughs> he walked on the soil right here. <laughs> okay. And, and, and I, I know, guys, I know for any of the, like, the apologists out there for the MCU, I know Thanos was never called a deviant in the MCU. I get but he it. fucking was. <laughs> oh, man. Ain't shit great. Oh, shit. I almost dropped the spoiler out, so I'm, I'm not going to... I'm going to save that comment for later. Please, please, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, but no, anyway, moving on here. Um, so, yeah, that's a little bit about the pa- uh, about the pacing. Uh, <laughs> and a few other things. And a few other things as well. Uh, so, as far as, like, keeping a spoiler-free about the plot of, uh, of this story here, um, I thought that the plot... Uh, I, th- I thought that it was going to be... 
Here's my podcasting hat hat on. I thought the plot was going to be better than what it was, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> How long have we been doing this? <laughs> um, five it, days, but, five years. Right. Bro, no, what, what, I, what I was trying to get at, though, was that, uh, and again, Jack Kirby, he just kind of, he made it a layup. You know, as far as like the plot and, and mm-hmm. you know how to bring it in, introduce it. It's actually really well thought out the way that he does it, but it's not so complicated that it can't be done in a movie. Right. So I thought we we're gonna get like uh, you know a version of what Kirby had. Sure. No, fuck that. So on the second half, you'll have to give us the comparative uh, breakdown of both. There's nothing to compare, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> we could. Can, can we try? I mean. I guess. You're about to say, like, apples to oranges. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, that's pretty scum. Make no attack. Shout out to Will Dickie. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, that that is hilarious to hear about, brother, man. It, 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 it warms my heart for us to joke about this shit, but at the end of the day... You gotta sorry, laugh through the pain. Exactly. Sorry <laughs> shit is still sorry. You know? It's yes. it's unfortunate. Um. So, so tagging into what you were talking about with the plot, mm-hmm. uh, I I do believe I understand completely what you meant. I thought the plot would be more, yeah. Because at the end of the day, yes, we just watched this grand movie that had a lot of beautiful scenery. In mm-hmm. fact, like there were a lot of great shots. There was a lot, a lot of, of like, outdoor shots that were gorgeous. Yes, yeah. actually, one joke I wanted to make, bro. Mm-hmm. I felt like I just watched a Marvel movie mixed with National Geographic. <laughs> Like, yeah. yeah, exactly, right? Uh-huh. I feel like Jeff Goldblum should have helped narrated this too, you know? Right. Yeah, done. But uh, by the way, quick alert, he didn't. I wish he did. But um, yeah, gorgeous scenery, dude. Gorgeous stuff, great, uh, fun, even like historical trips, just to briefly discuss that. But once you take all that out, once you strip the movie of the majority of that, and you actually look at the basic ass, you know, beginning to end plot thread, it is simple. And we only really discuss it in the second act and onward of the movie. Yeah. Uh, the first act doesn't even lead up to it. Like it it, it, it does by definition. Right. But at the uh, same time, it's like it doesn't support anything. Like once it drops in the second act, it's just like a whole different fucking direction. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's like what what you think is a threat really, no, it's it's, it's not, um, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, they they keep they keep saying that deviants are in this movie. Uh, I didn't see not one, uh, but I guess that's neither here nor there either. Uh, but I- I- anywho, I have a joke for you in the second half. I'm I'm very <laughs> happy I thought of it, and I want to see if you thought of it too. Ooh wee ooh wee. So, uh, but as far as like the plot of this movie goes, man, I'm kind of with you uh, on this one because, yeah, it was just really, it was really bare bones. It felt kind of lazy. And honestly, it felt like they were writing the script, got halfway through it and said, this isn't working. Let's change it up. But then they didn't throw away the rough draft. Yeah. They kept it. They kept it. just added to it. And they they just (laughs) added on to it. Exactly. That's kind of what the plot here feels like. Yeah. Uh yeah, so it didn't really do it for me either because it didn't really feel that cohesive. Because again, they set it up so that you think that the threat is one thing, but then nope, come to find out, we have to stop this other thing. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll deal with that that other first thing if it comes up. That's kind of how it felt. Yeah. So uh, I mean, yeah, um, 
and 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 that's kind of like a perfect dovetail right into like uh, the characters because uh, mm, un- unfortunately. Yes. One one trope that this movie doesn't break from a lot of other Marvel films is the villain. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, fucking terrible. And in some cases, uh, it could be argued that the villains, the way that they're portrayed, are worse here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very much so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely a strong case for that. And and it's so interesting because it's like this movie again played with the concept of like, and I, I briefly. No, I in depth discussed this in the car mm. on the way here, mm. and we will not get into that because there's no <laughs> there's no fucking purpose for that, not not in this air, not in this space. But this movie was dancing with less with less grace than anticipated, but it was nevertheless dancing with the concept of theology, with the concept of gods in in. It's laced throughout the plot. It's laced throughout the fucking preview of this movie, okay? And they didn't ride it out, you know? Mm. It's like it's like at the very end, shit gets kind of loose, yeah. you know? And it just kind of becomes... The remnants of their like their cool independent like indie vibe, their cool like introspective dramatic movie, and it just kind of falls prey to like, you know, the the concept of like there has to be good, there has to be bad, and superhero beat them up, mm-hmm. you know. Whereas literally, if you look at the concept of like a theology, the concept of good and bad is the moral definitions of humanity. What we give define what we define as good and bad. And at the end of the day, they're balancing each other out type ordeal. Whereas this movie kind of tries to go into that, but then, well, fuck that. We're just going to force this over here because like you said, the, the antagonist quote unquote kind of changes hands. Yeah. And it forces, like you said, the trope. Yeah. 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 It does. And, uh, so, I mean, uh, I'll just say this about the deviants. Uh, they're, they're not an equation. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's that's about enough said. Uh, just like how if I say uh, Jan Rog, how many people know who the fuck I'm talking about? Probably nobody. That was the villain in Captain Marvel. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. wait. The guy that tried to be a villain using his words, but then sucked dick at the end of the day. There you go. There he is. Yeah, I remember yeah. now. Yeah, he he was like a was he a comedian? I'm trying to remember if a comedian played him. No, it was Jude Law. They got fucking Jude Law. Wow. <laughs> he might as well be a fucking comedian in that movie. Damn. Oh, uh, what yeah. a joke. Yeah, the Captain Marvel comparison is gonna keep coming because this was the last time I felt this this way about a superhero movie. I. And, and you know what? Since Captain Marvel, I said, I will never let another superhero movie surprise me negatively like that ever again. And here I fucking am. I was about to say, bro, I'm so sorry, man. You set yourself <laughs> up. I did. <laughs> I did. Um, oh. Anywho. Uh, so here's the issue here with the, with the characters. Uh, almost all of them suck. Uh, the, the three yep. most important Eternals being Icarus, Thena, and Cersei. Uh, are all written terribly. They really are. 
and and here's the thing: I don't think this is a spoiler. Uh, Cersei is more or less written as like your your main lead protagonist, who so we really follow the movie and see the events through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't have a problem with that. Cersei's tremendous in the comic books. Uh, too bad Marvel doesn't know that. Uh, so. Cersei in the comic, she's very fun loving. She's uh, very not not reckless, but she she does give at times almost a reckless abandon, and that adds flavor to her character. Awesome. Uh, she likes to she likes to fucking party when when things maybe seem a little too tense. Like she's very whimsical at times, but she knows her power and she's able to take care of shit. She can handle her own. She's a lot of fun to read in the comic books. Nobody fucking told anyone at Marvel any of that. What we got was. Cersei fed with none of the charm. She was sounds about right. Yeah, she was the way that she was written here in this movie, man. She was, she was drier. Like you, yeah. you, you're resounding what sounds like a, a great uh, a great lady. Yeah. What I'd like to take on yeah, a date. You know? yeah. Fuck, hell yeah, hell yeah. But that's not quite what we got. Yeah, and that's no disrespect to Gemma Chan, the actress who played her. Yeah, uh, but it is all on the writing, um, and, and that's a shame because it's like. Obviously, I didn't expect them to, you know, just nail the, the inner thoughts and feelings and motivations for all of, all of these Eternals. I didn't expect that. Of sure. course not. But for your lead, I did. Mm-hmm. That's why I had no problem with Cersei being the lead in this movie and not Icarus. Because I'm like, if you're going to go with, with, with Cersei over Athena and Icarus, then that's cool. Because Cersei, she probably has the personality that's best suited maybe for the MCU but it didn't carry over. They didn't even try to carry it over. Well, yes, but no. Yeah, that, that's basically <laughs> what they said about our personality, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, um, so it was It was really... Uh, I, I mean, what, what was her... Describe to me her personality. Like, what were her traits in this movie? What was she... What can you tell me? <laughs> that girl that was always your friend in high school that you never thought to make a move on. <laughs> yeah. Actually, how close am I? That feels pretty close. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's like you always think of her as just like a friend, one of the guys. But then eventually later, you're just like, oh yeah, huh? You're hot. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Icarus was the worst written in. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, for now. yeah, yeah. Well, uh, good on you. Good on you. We'll, we'll finish peeling yeah. the bandaid back and. Yeah, you, you know, Icarus, yeah. uh, the, the first Eternal Kirby created, you know, the, that Icarus who we experienced the first three to four issues through before we get to our other Eternals, you know, that, that Icarus. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to we'll Icarus back later. To yeah, we'll, we'll get back to him. Thena. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in my viewpoint, if you're not going to go with, with Icarus as your lead, then you definitely got to go with Thena. Uh, not the case here. Uh, but then again, I already mentioned why Cersei could have been a great candidate mm-hmm. for your lead. Uh, but Thena uh, also, oddly enough, got a short end of the stick. It was almost like Icarus and and uh, and Thena were written down, like they were downplayed, like purposely so. It's really how it felt. Like I uh, would agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is to say something. It is with what they gave her, I did not think Angelina Jolie or Richard Madden did Mm -hmm. a bad job. No, as as actors, as professionals, um, they did great. They just, you know, weren't given a lot. Mm -hmm. They were given ham sandwiches, (laughs) no cheese. Ooh, dry ass sandwich. No, no condiments. No. Ooh, yeah. 
maybe like a dollop of mustard, but and it's like you gotta eat so much of the sandwich to get to, to the get dollop. to the yeah yeah. yeah. And I mean like a droplet. Yeah, and they got the end pieces on the bread too. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing but end pieces. Why are those condemned? Damn, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because you're right. Uh, I mean, fuck, I don't eat the end pieces. Right? Yeah, it's like I I should, but yeah, I don't, it's, I don't it's want... still food. It's bread, but yeah. that's another discussion. That's another thing about about Come human back nature. To the superhero superhero homies foodies. Yeah, superhero the, foodies podcast, the bread edition. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, we, we were bred. We were bred for this, but uh, it was, uh, <laughs> that really fucking got me. That got me really good, actually, brother. I want you to know I'm having a great time. Oh, like shit. I'm having a much better time here than I did in the theater watching the movie. Yes, homies. I hope. I hope that's reciprocated. My gosh. Okay. It, it, wow. is, it is. It is. Midnight, it is midnight. So let's. Hey, you made a great fucking joke, all right? <laughs> you deserve a great laugh, even if it adds five minutes to this shit. Oh, that shit. That really got me. Like, I, like, almost <laughs> fell off the chair. I, I don't know if you noticed that, but I, like, I, I leaned in and had to, like, slam the wheel back down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and as far as, like, the other characters go, because, uh, of course, we get a bevy of different, um, different Eternals here. Um, of I, I, I like, uh, you know, what, what Kamal now Johnny uh, presented. Um, as uh, as Kingo, mm-hmm. um, uh, he he was he was fun in parts. Um, uh, Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos, I thought that he was, uh, you know, one of the most level headed, and and you know with his, like we get moments in the movie where like we kind of get like flashbacks to what they were doing individually and throughout right. certain times in, uh, in history, and and I thought that his could have been really fascinating had they, mm-hmm. you know, bothered to delve into it some more. Yeah. Um, but again, because the, the cast here is so fucking big, there's just, even in a movie that's two and a half hours long, there's no real time or space for it. So unfortunately, even the bits that were interesting, we really couldn't get to the meat of it. And poor Macari didn't get anything. Uh, I feel kind of bad no, for her. No, she didn't. And yeah. she's a great actress. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember what I recognize her in. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm about to, I'm about to look it up. Because I know we've seen some of that shit before. Um, yeah, give, give me a second. I'm yeah. about to look up, one, her name, mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I don't remember it. Um, uh, Lauren Ridloff. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. right, Lauren Ridloff. I've seen her in some shit. Uh, what's this quick? Movies and TV shows. Uh, the Walking Dead? Huh. I don't remember that. Whatever. Um more Walking Dead, uh, Sound of Metal, which I didn't watch that, but apparently that was a dope movie. The Sound of Metal. That's Ultron's favorite movie. No, you've had your great joke okay. tonight. You won't okay. get any more. Okay. You I, shut I, your I mouth. Tried to, tried to hit two home runs, you know, but couldn't couldn't get it. Ah, okay, well, yeah. fuck it. Anyways. Um. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, she didn't get a whole lot to do here in this movie. Um... I uh, I wanted a little bit more from the actor who played Druig. Uh, Dude, you know what he reminded me of? What was that? The way that he acted and like carried himself and everything. If Littlefinger from Game of Thrones had a brother. If like he, a if younger he brother. he had a less impressive brother. Exactly. Yeah. He's a younger brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Are you saying that younger brothers are always less impressive? No. Not always. <laughs> 
Sometimes it's the opposite case. What can you say? Mm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just can't help it. But most times, like almost all the time. Now and this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. uh, but no. Um, Asshole. <laughs> uh, Druig had a lot of potential here mm-hmm. to be something special and to do something great. Uh, it, it was and, an impressive role. Uh, Barry Keegan. Yeah. Keogum. Keogum. Yeah, Keogun, I think. Uh, but um, I his, for me, uh, was one of the, the least impressive performances, if I'm being honest. It's not, it's not like I thoroughly disliked him, but he was one... Um, he was one where I felt like you could probably be replaced with a bevy of other actors who... Damn. You know, it's just... Potentially, actually, yeah. 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 Um, the the little actress who plays Sprite, uh, Leah McHugh. Yeah, that's right, Leah McHugh. Um, she, uh, I mean, they they try to provide her with something, and they, we, you, you get noticing a common theme here. No one has much of anything to do. No. Uh, which is again, it's it's kind of unfortunate. And it's, that trend goes on with her too, unfortunately. There, there was a, a common trope used in mm-hmm. these in, in this entire movie, where every character's like character development scene was only ever a bottleneck scene, where yeah, it's like yeah. them and one other person, them and one other representative who was like the empathy in the moment, who was like, "I understand, it's okay." Yeah, and then they move on and do some other shit, right? Um. I recall hers, and it's like, okay, but that's dumb. Mm. Do you know why that's dumb? <laughs> oh, you don't? Okay. yeah. And uh, you just understand that, like, that plot line is comparative to being the idiot at the poker table. If you mm. don't know who the idiot at the poker table right, is, right. then it's fucking you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of what her plot line was there. Not, not saying she herself as an actress is, do not mishear me. But it was just lackluster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually uh, liked what we got from Gilgamesh, uh, the, the actor. He was in Train to Busan. Yeah. Uh, Dong Lee. Dong Lee. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was cool. He was, yeah. yeah. Uh, he, had, he had a lot of uh, personal. He, you know, he he injected a lot of personality into that role. A lot of uh, a lot of charisma that you know probably wouldn't be there with other actors. I really, I really liked him as Gilgamesh. Um, I already mentioned I, I like Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos. Oh, dude. Yeah. He's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. Enough said. Um, Paper boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sam Hayek played uh, Ajak here. And uh, this was another role that was kind of uh, radically changed and, and in several, ra- several Shot ways. Shot short. Yeah. Shot short. Like, yeah. she, she's a great actress, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. Also, uh, not throwing shots at anybody, but, man, it is... It is huh. It's interesting that Salma Hayek is 10 years older than Angelina Jolie, but Angelina looks 10 years older than Salma Hayek. Some shit just ain't fair. Damn. (laughs) Damn. Well, you know, Angelina has all those adopted kids now. (laughs) I I don't don't fucking know. Does she have a bunch of adopted kids? I think she does, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how custody is with Brad. Like, how does that work with adopted kids like that? I don't know. I don't have any kids. <laughs> Custody. I mean, also you know, like they're 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 rich and white. So how difficult can it be to to handle shit like that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, 
done. I'm gonna sit here. I'm done. Uh, I've been done since that dumbass twist we got in the movie. Anyways, oh my gosh, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, let's 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 keep it going here. Uh, but yeah, you're right about uh, Ajax. They they definitely gave Ajax like a more powerful position in the team than what Ajax typically has uh, in the comics. Um, th- they did. Marvel did did learn that Ajax is the one who communicates with Arishem. That that was good. They got yeah. that much. Yeah. So so they got to at least issue two of the Eternals. Maybe issue three. Well, remember they didn't read it. They they oh, it. Oh, that's, right. that's right. They glanced and flipped and said, "There's a keyword." There's a keyword. You know, like Cliff Notes. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the little books that you would try to download in high school to kind of quote unquote read the the required reading, mm-hmm. but not really. You know, just get the the cheat. Yeah. Yeah, they brisked that. Not the book, but the Cliff Notes. They brisked the Cliff <laughs> yeah. Notes. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. Um, and I mean, there's literally nothing we can say about the deviants. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of anything. Uh, yep. So, uh, let's see. Uh, that's, that's pretty much all of, uh, like the, the main cast of characters that we get here, which is definitely in the, oh, we also get, uh, Dane Whitman, uh, shows up in the movie, uh, played by Kit Harrington. Mm-hmm. And so moving on, we. <laughs> I was waiting because I was just like, I'm gonna hold my breath because, bro. I mean, yes, but no, you know. I mean, right. Yeah. <laughs> so for those who listened to the preview episode, spoiler alert, I guess I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Uh yeah yeah um anywho. Yeah. Um, but hey, well here we are, 53 minutes in. Yep. So um, let's let's go ahead and uh, you know give our closing thoughts and verdict. Yeah, about that. Um, fuck, I knew it was coming up and I wasn't ready. <laughs> uh, damn it. You know, so I'll go ahead and uh, start online since I, uh, you know, had that little moment there and I wondered out loud and I, I unfortunately found what I didn't want to find. Um, I went back to the movie ratings of uh, the Superhero Homie Awards. Uh, and I went to our movie predictions, which is always a fun category where we yes. discuss which movies you and I are going to uh, bet an estimate to be better or worse. And we rank them from one to however many there is, you know. Um, I was trying to remember because Eternals was one of the movies, the, one of the few movies, might I add, where we had a different opinion. And I uh, thought it was going to be much better than what it was. I had it, I had it higher on the list, I know. Right? No. Oh. No, oh, no, you're no. right. I, I thought yeah. that. Yeah, let, yeah. Because I, I remind thought... you of of the seven superhero movies we were to get. Uh, I gotta find the page. You're again. right. I had very little faith in Eternals. How did I forget Bro, that? Yeah. You placed it as it's our second, seven movies, number six. six. That's right. I put it at number six. Yep. And I placed it at number four on my That's list. That was right. one of the few differences. Yeah, yeah. The other difference was I thought. Black Widow was going to be six, and you thought Black Widow was going to be four. That's right. Yeah, so at least we're both a little wrong. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we can't win them all. You know, we, uh, we this This movie is grievous for a few reasons. Um, whether or not you're a fan of the Eternal comics, 
Because if you are a fan, it doesn't even come into fucking question. It, it, it was so far off the beaten path of the or- original content. And the contents that they attempted to replace that with was so fucking off its game that it's almost not even worth it, you know? It, it was worth watching just so you can listen to this podcast and enjoy the bitch fest that you and I give you. <laughs> but if even if you're not a fan of the Eternals comic and you have no idea that that was even a comic book going into this movie and you are just a Marvel fan who loves MCU that doesn't even read the fucking comics listening to this podcast now, you still didn't have a good time. You know, at least that MCU non-comic book fan could enjoy fucking Ragnarok, unlike us, you know. Right, yeah. You couldn't even enjoy this, because it was just a dry upheaval of a fucking boring movie. And I, I'm sorry to go with such a disgusting imagery, but, I mean, bro, when shit's boring, shit's boring. And, and the, what's worse is that you had such potential. You, you had, like, these moments. Again, I call them these pocket collections of scenes where... You could have told this cool, dramatic, in-depth story, but then the 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 vibe of the genre kept fighting like what what was happening in these cool pocket scenes, and it's just like we're going back and forth between like this indie vibe to the superhero vibe, and it doesn't it doesn't fucking work. It's it dragged on, and again, speaking of dragging, the tone was just so self-deprecating, dude. It was. Bro, I was wondering if I, like, you were thinking about walking out. I was thinking about taking a nap. <laughs> I was thinking about activating my superpowers, you know, which is I can fall asleep any fucking where, um, except behind the wheel. And um, honestly, dude, I, I, I just didn't enjoy this. There were beautiful moments, however, like the scenery, the, the camera work, some of the shots were gorgeous. Like, they went with some great-looking stuff. And ain't nothing wrong with that. Eye candy is fun candy, uh, especially in a movie. But ultimately, it doesn't help stabilize the score enough for me, personally. I I honestly give this movie, like, a 4 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, The Eternals, uh, as you just pointed out to me, I I never thought it was going to be a great movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but I did honestly think it was going to be a much better experience than what I ended up getting. Uh, like you said, the the movie is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I don't mean like gorgeous in like the typical Marvel sense where like they have, you know, like gorgeous CGI. I mean, like, like Chloe Zhao really did a great job and the cinematographer really did a great job yeah. with so many of those shots. <clears throat> And even the fight scenes, I was really curious to see how a director like Chloe would handle fight scenes uh, of a superhero nature. And I think that overall, she did a pretty decent job at that. Uh, and so it, they, they did a, a really good job in certain aspects. From, from a visual standpoint, there's very little to complain about this movie uh, other than, unfortunately, one major thing about the aesthetics of the movie and that is, as gorgeous as the movie is, they didn't try to capture the essence of Jack Kirby's art. He has a very distinct style. And I hate to say this, and this is how you know I'm being real now. And that is, 
Ragnarok, for all of its flaws, or for all of its perceived flaws, that movie came closer to capturing what Jack Kirby did with Thor than what this movie did with the Eternals from a visual standpoint. I mean, Ragnarok was a beautiful movie. The vibrant colors and the different structures and all that. Like yeah, they, yeah. That movie came closer to capturing what Kirby did with Thor uh, than this movie did with Eternals. And guess what? Jack Kirby didn't write the comics that Ragnarok was barely even based on. So, ain't that some shit? Uh, yeah, a, l- a little bit. A little bit. Uh, not too much. But... Uh, I also think that, you know, besides the movie looking good, um, there's not a whole lot more for me to say here. Like you said, Kevin, it's a lot of dry pie, man. I need some milk with this pie because it is it is choking me. Uh, You know, uh, and here's the thing, man, like, you know, you and I, we we both had, you know, our our thoughts about Venom 2. But regardless of what you say about Venom 2. It did, I, would, I would it, at least watch it again. Yeah, I, I, I would yeah. watch it again. But it, like Venom Two didn't overstay his welcome with the yeah. runtime, and despite all of his flaws, I can't say that it's boring. No, it was a funny yeah. movie. It was entertaining. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I saw two symbiotes fighting each other, which that's what you're paying Let's for. Go. You know, yeah. you heard the symbiote say "fuck" a few times. Right. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I love you too. Yeah. Uh, but with with the Eternals, man, I was legitimately bored, and then it's almost like they knew that they were losing me, and so they decided to pump things up with a twist that falls flatter than fucking month-old McDonald's Sprite. Like, that shit just mm-hmm. did not hit. Um, It, it was one of those uh, uh, subverting expectations moments that, that never works. They put one of those in this Actually, movie. Actually, that, that is a very updated definition of uh, how to subvert expectations in a failing manner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Well, I mean, they, it's, it's very similar to what they did in Iron Man 3. Yep. Um, uh, so. Game of Thrones, you know, another great example, especially because uh, I know that comes to mind because of so many actors <laughs> that are shared in this mm-hmm. project, yeah. Uh, the movie doesn't... I won't pretend like I know what Jack Kirby would or wouldn't want. I mean, I, I, clearly I never met the man, and clearly the man also isn't here uh, to give his statements. But I will say this. As a fan of Kirby's work, uh, and as someone who ended up liking the Eternal comics way more than I thought I would, it's, it's clear that with IPs that Marvel thinks the fan base does not know, they will take as many liberties as they feel they can get away with. Uh, we've seen them do it before, and here they've done it again. And in my opinion, it doesn't work any time they do it. Uh, this movie was a drag. It was a bore, unfortunately, man. There's not a whole lot of other good things I can say about it. I give this the same score I gave Captain Marvel, which I believe was a five even. Damn. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, that... Damn. Yeah, yeah. Our scores are very different, but we, we don't even come... Into a di- double-digit number if we share our score. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yeah. I want you to know that one of our ratings for... Oh, what the fuck was that movie? The only movie we gave a perfect 10 to. Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes! Oh, my gosh. Bro! The only movie in homie history to get a perfect 10 from two from both of us. From both of us? Yeah. One of our scores <laughs> could trump both of ours tonight. <laughs> I want you to do the math. And there'd be one left over. There'd be one left over. <laughs> Shit. 
Yeah. Well, that was such a good fucking movie. It was so man, good that, that it's making me feel better. Right. <laughs> Let's do the second half. Let's yeah, let's go ahead and hop into the second half, guys. So if you're still listening in right now, we are about to mosey on over to the spoiler-filled section. So if you have not seen The Eternals and you don't wish to be spoiled by anything... Oh, by the way, there are two post credit scenes. Yes, so yes, stick yes, around yes, to the yes. very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second one is actually more impressive to me. But <laughs> we'll get there as well. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> ah! I hope I didn't peek the fuck out of the mic. Uh, I lean back just in case. Uh, you're, you're good. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. We have to talk about that cut scene. We have to talk about the Why cut scene. Why the fuck do we have to talk about the cut scene? No, cut scene two? Okay, let's yeah, talk about yeah. that. I'm down all night. Not really. I'm down for an appropriate amount of time. But cut scene one? Oh my fuck, dude. Like, Buddy... My energy for that does not exist. You, I'm looking in the barrel, and the barrel's fucking empty. You're going to see him again, so we, we got to get How dare you? <laughs> How fucking dare you, sir? I'll have you know. Okay, spoiler land. So, spoiler land. Let's, I, I, let's, honestly, let's rip into it. Yeah. Honestly, I, I wouldn't know who the fuck Harry Style was if he fucking slapped me right yeah, on my ass. Because I, I, I remember I had to tell you last time who he was. That was uh, the dude from, oh, wait, wait. Jonas Brothers. Wait. Or One Direction. I don't know. Are, are, are they the same <laughs> I, I thing? I can't remember what I told you. No. Yeah, so... Well, they, they, this well was, yes, uh, but no. This was uh, this was something that... Uh, it, it was a spoiler that uh, we, we discussed off and back. I didn't want yes, yes, yes. to do this on the uh, preview episode because I knew about this reveal weeks ago. I have no... Fuck, I think Marvel leaked it on purpose, honestly. Oh, of course they did. Um... I think that because, yeah, like the way that this got out during the press screenings, yeah, this. So it was like two or three weeks ago when I, I saw this um, this leak and that, that said Harry Styles is playing Arrow Star Fox. Um, and, and notice, Kevin, I want you to notice how, uh, A, uh, they had Pip the Troll, which uh, they, they, get a, cool. they get a golf clap from me. Yep, I okay. did not expect to see Pip in, in any movie. CG is fuck. Like, if you're going to CG him, make it look better. It didn't. They, they they got time to work on them. Yeah, I mean, but bro, for first introductions, that was garbage. But uh, it, it didn't gel well with the uh, with no. everything else they had. And, and who was uh, voicing Pip? Was that Patton Oswalt? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Uh, we'll but but no, notice this: how for this post credit scene, and you know what? Uh, I'm not even mad. Like I, I give Marvel props for doing this. They made sure. That you knew that Eros is the brother of Thanos. Oh yes, <laughs> they they stapled into that quickly, bro. They did not let audiences. They didn't even give people time to not know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, even though we didn't talk about this directly on the previous episode, I do remember distinctly saying that the uh, I, I said something like the um, the post credit scenes in the Eternals, if true. It's very similar to like Adam Warlock being cast now. It feels like too little, too late. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it same with does. Star Fox. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what the fuck is your point? Right. Yeah. Like, what, what are you What are you going to be doing now? I mean, because he was in Infinity Gauntlet, helping the Avengers fight Thanos. Uh, he was noticeably absent, uh, as, as well as Marvel and uh, well, Marvel was dead at that point in the comments, but as well as Adam Warlock, uh, whomever they got <clears throat> piloted. To be the big baddie for the big second phase 
of these Marvel movies, whatever the fuck else we're going to be watching for 12 years leading up to the second Infinity War, whatever have you, better be something on this cosmic scale where we're where we need to give a fuck about these next tier heroes, you know? You better be boxing the Beyonder, you know? Like, I want to see Secret Wars, put them on a planet, have them fucking fight each other. That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, I mean... Magneto getting him some, you know? Yeah. Uh, introduce Magneto. There you go. <laughs> and, and, and several other ex-folks. I said what I said. <laughs> um... But yeah, so they they introduced uh, uh, Star Fox, and, and you know what? I was also right about this. And the, uh, I think I told you this off mic, so I didn't say it on on the uh, okay. pod. But uh, I said that uh, I guarantee you they will not refer to him as Star Fox because of Nintendo, and they did not call him Star Fox. I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> some chick behind us said that, but bro, the chicks behind us sapped the energy from my soul in that moment. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I yeah. And in that moment, I forgot who the fuck that was. Because I was just like, oh, yeah, Arrow's on screen. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, We talked about this. And then literally in microseconds before my brain can finish, uh, you know, having its own thought, my personal thought, these two chicks behind us in the theater, oh, I kid fuck. you not, fucking tonight it happened. They're just like, oh, it's Harry Styles. Ah! It's like. Stood, you, you, I, I didn't look, but you can tell they stood up and screamed. Yeah. yeah, they stood up like it was a fucking concert, I'm sure. You know what yeah. makes me the angriest about that? Marvel's plan worked. That's what they wanted. Exactly. And, and it fucking worked. That's all it was. <laughs> and bro, it's like, that's that's so gross. And the sad thing is, not everyone's going to understand why that's fucking gross. Because you're not selling a plot. You're selling fucking eye candy. You're yeah. selling a reaction, yeah. you know. I hope the fucker can act. I don't know. Can he? I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. I forgot what band he was in. I had to look it up. He was One Direction, not the, the Jonas guys. Oh, so I was right. Yeah, yeah, you oh, were right. Well, yeah. I, I only know two of them, so I had to be right with one of them. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the difference. Earlier you asked, are they different? And I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, they're both kind. kind I mean, they're kind really of, yeah. one and the same. Right, you know? yeah. yeah. That's right, because I remember talking to you off mic, and and you told me that he was uh, in the Jonas Brothers, and I said, "Why didn't his last name Jonas?" Mm-hmm. And and we, <laughs> and I was kind of like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, honestly, Harry Styles, man, uh, this is the opportunity of a lifetime. You're part of Marvel now. Hope you kill it, man. Hope you, you know, hope they give you something to work with. And uh, I mean, yeah, it, you have to work hard to sell to me that you're Josh's brother, by the way. Oh, yeah, Josh Brolin, a, a mm-hmm. grizzled, yeah, so fucking like, grizzled. Look, look at these two and tell me they're fucking related. I mean, uh, honestly, though, look, look at them in the comics. One of them was a giant purple titan deviant, and the other one is like, you know, half eternal arrows. <laughs> is he half or full? What is his mom? Anyway. Bro, I just realized <clears throat> the concocted bullshit they set themselves up for. Because the Eternals are like... The world creating and world ending gods that that have this urgency to create and constantly destroy and then recreate and redestroy just on an endless fucking plane of existence cycle. In the MCU, yes. Yes. That is what they do in the MCU. In the MCU. Yeah. But Eros can't be part eternal 
Because that fucks up their their own oh, new canon. Oh shit! You're right. They're you're already right. setting themselves up for. Because in order for that to happen, they would have to say that Than- that Thanos is technically of that same lineage. So which, no, which Eros is just gonna be a Titan. Yeah, he has to be a Titan. You yeah. have to be a Titan now. Yeah, just strictly Titan. So, sorry, bud. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Let's, let's uh, just go ahead. I mean, and an- another fun right fact: there. like by all technical definitions. Athena uh, is uh, is their cousin uh, because her dad Zerus and their dad uh, Alars are brothers. Oh, so two brothers <laughs> in space. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. They, yeah, they just have to call him a Titan. He'll just be a Titan. Uh, I mean, that's pretty pretty easy work around for that. I mean, you say that. <laughs> I thought this movie be easy work around. <laughs> Uh, and, and you know what though, to give the movie a little bit, a little bit of grace, uh, I don't have much of that to give for this movie, but uh, the Eternals, yeah, I get it. It's it's not easy, it's not simple to uh, to to make an Eternals film um, because it's it, again, it's so different. Mm. Um, but anyway, so let's talk about some other sports. At least here. made it entertaining. Uh, that is true. Shit was dry. Cardboard pie. Yeah, it was like uh, like like looking at a menu that shows you pictures of beautiful food. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like stock images of the perfect food. Right. Like that burger that actually is that tall, mm-hmm. but then you get it, and it's like this smushed up fucking McDonald's <laughs> looking shit, not a sponsor. Uh, we're going to talk about the second post credit scene here, and we'll talk about Dane Whitman while we're here. Uh, so Kit Harrington mm. played Dane Whitman. Uh, and again, uh, this was an unintentional spoiler. If you guys listen to the preview episode, I thought that they were going to pull the trigger. I thought he was already going to be the black Knight in the movie. Same here. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know that we were gonna, you know, that we had to work up to it. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm really glad we got that second post credit scene. Otherwise I would have been really disappointed with his lack of anything in the movie. <sighs> So they they made mention of this uh, during the movie. Is that the Ebony Blade? No, it's Excalibur. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, and like yeah. you know, during the preview episode, we talked about I, you know I wonder which blade he's going to use the the Ebony mm-hmm. Sword or or uh, Excalibur. So so what was the deal with the Ebony Sword in the cutscene where we see um, almost like a, a liquid substance uh, yeah. resting on the blade until he gets close and it starts to like almost kind of like almost symbiotically go towards him. Out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Dane Whitman, like his, uh, somewhere way back in his lineage, uh, his father was, or his, uh, I guess, uh, ancestor was uh, a bit of a villain, the original Black Knight, and mm-hmm. he, he uh, wielded that sword, that ebony blade, uh, which was a, a cursed sword. Awesome. Um, and I'm trying to remember exactly what the curse was. It was something about, um, I think that you have to... I don't remember exactly what the curse was. It was something where, like, I think killing either empowered you, but you had to keep doing it. Um, uh, well, remember, they gave us a clue with the context in uh, carved, actually, yeah. into, like, the chest holding the sword in the scabbard. It was, uh, uh, death is, death is not the reward or something cool like that. It was something interesting. Right. Yeah. Uh, death is the only reward. Something I, I, it like was that. something direct like that. Yeah. It was one of the two, yes or no. Um, yeah, it, it was just something very cool. Right. Yeah. Uh, but, but it is a very powerful, very cursed weapon uh, that belongs to his lineage. 
And uh, so he has it now. Um, now, do you think that was uh, Nick Fury that was talking to him? Yeah. I think it was Nick. Yeah. Uh, Who do you think it was? I don't know. Hmm. It don't sounded know. like Samuel Jackson, but that might have been the intention, too. Hmm. Who knows? Yeah. It could have been the scroll. <laughs> he said uh, haphazardly. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't know, and I haven't had enough time to really think about like who else it could have been. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, um, I'm I'm sure that by the time this episode goes up, there'll be a bajillion theories. Oh yeah, some <laughs> clickbait article. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, but um, no, I I, uh, I I I dug both of the post credit scenes here. Um, you know, we we get arrows. I felt like I could have. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, it was fun seeing Eros and Pip the Troll. Um, so now that, let's see, uh, we have Pip the Troll. Uh, obviously, we already have, uh, or we're getting Adam Warlock. Um, we might be able to get, like, the Infinity Watch. Like, mm-hmm. the people who were, you know, uh, uh, positioned to hold e- uh, an Infinity Stone each to kind of protect them and safeguard them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Do they still exist in the MCU? Current continuity? Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Fuck it, why not? Uh, I forget. I gotta watch Endgame again. Technically, they do because um, Captain America went back in time and returned them. Yeah, but aren't there timelines like different realities? No, fuck we'll you. move on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I I I forget. Uh, but no, um. Yeah, I dug, you know, both post-credit scenes. Uh, don't really know exactly what Eros is going to help them do. I know it's going to help them find uh, their other friends, you know, the remainder of the Eternals, but, uh, you know, we'll we'll see exactly where that leads them. Uh, so let's talk about uh, the movie here, some of the spoilers here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, man, that Icarus twist was dog shit. It really was, man. It, uh, and, and let me put this into perspective for, for some of you homies listening. So it, imagine this. This is a good comparison because they even call him this throughout the movie. Okay. But imagine if uh, if Superman wasn't the pop icon that he is. Imagine that he was kind of a B or C list character who people didn't know about. And then you see him on screen for the first time. And instead of Superman, we get Injustice Superman. Uh, that is a false interpretation of who Superman really is. Right. That's what they did with Icarus in this movie. Uh, they gave us a false interpretation of who Icarus really is. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they did that when literally Druig in the comic books, he turns heel and you had a perfect alley-oop. The, one of the tricksters, the mind control guy, like the, right. And it's always the mind control guy. <coughs> you are. It fucking always is. Yeah. Uh, but they decided, no, let's choose Icarus to go heel we can get away with it because no one knows who he is. Well, guess what, motherfuckers? Here we are. Here we are. Uh, no, the, that was uh, that was awful because it was completely disingenuous, uh, disingenuous to who Icarus is and what he stands for. Right. He's not some mindless drone who just does whatever a celestial tells him to do. Yeah. He has a moral compass of his own. He has a mind of his own. He was he was the first eternal to jump to action to the defense of the humans. So to have him do this was so disrespectful. 
very evident that they did not read the source material or they didn't care. Exactly. Yeah. Or if they did read the source material, they decidedly said, well, fuck that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, fuck them. At this that's, point. That's when I checked out. That's when I was done with the movie. I figured. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. at that point, it, it was already boring leading up to that point. But then after that, it's like, well, the rest of this is going to be predictable. So I've already seen this point. You know? Yeah. Done. And then let's talk about our other antagonist, the Deviants. Yeah. Well, we're, before we go oh, to yeah, Deviants, yeah. Um, do you think Icarus is actually dead? If I'm being honest, I kind of hope so. Yeah, it's no, just, you, yeah. you stole the answer from my brain. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because, A, what, what the fuck are we going to do? Get, give him a redemption arc, you know? He literally lived out the symbolism of the old mythology he flew too close to the sun. Mm-hmm. He literally flew into the fucking thing. Right. This go around, you know. The he didn't have no wax wings. He's about to just die, yeah. being burnt up. <laughs> right. you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, because he couldn't live with the shame of what he'd done, and you know, he he couldn't pull the metaphorical trigger on the woman that he loved. He was a soulless fucking robot in this movie. Let's call um, it what it is. Exactly. Until like the last two minutes. Then yeah. all of a sudden, yeah, and again, then all it's, of a sudden, it's no shit matters, yeah, and it's no disrespect again to Richard Madden. It's just Icarus is written so poorly, and also this is yeah. a small thing that I can't believe they they missed this opportunity. Huh. They had the opportunity to give him a fake name, Ike Harris, and yeah. instead they call him Isaac. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> what uh, the literal fuck? Yeah, that was a really bad idea. I was wondering why I never heard Ike <laughs> yeah. Harris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, you never hear any of their, uh, but anyways, no. um. But yeah, dude, I, also, remind me, he could do more shit in the comic books than what he could do in the movie, right? Because literally, he felt very lame to me in the movie. Mm. Like, I did not believe he deserved to be called the strongest Eternal, because he wasn't. Ooh-wee, you can fly. Congratulations, bitch. Yeah, I mean, like, technically, like, they, they can all fly. And exactly, like, they, they, yeah. they all technically share a very similar power set. It's just that some of them specialize and some right. abilities. Well, they gave him flight, extra strength, right, mm-hmm. and laser eye beam. I mean, bro, Tony Stark could do all those things too. You know? <laughs> like, what are we talking about? And guess what? He did those things like over 12 years ago in Iron Man 1. <laughs> so, uh, you know, try to roll them dice again. You, you mm-hmm. roll the shit character, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's it's hard for me to even like say like in this movie if if this version of Icarus you know would just steamroll Tony Stark uh, because that would be my defense but I don't know because uh, I don't have really anything to compare the strength of a deviant to in the MCU. Um, a deviant? Yeah, I don't have anything to compare the strength because that's what he fought in the movie. Oh, so. that's true. That's true. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. He was a disappointment. He was sad. He was, man. Um, and, you know, I, I didn't see the turn coming because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't, man. Uh, but, yeah, Deviants. Yeah, man. Uh, so, the Deviants. So, Cell. Uh, so. uh, you got Cell. Uh, like, a shitty, shitty a version A very of shitty Cell. version of Cell. Like, if Cell didn't exist. Yeah, if... Yeah. Uh, if if Akira Toriyama just said, you know what? I don't feel like writing personalities no more. Uh, 
then, like, yeah, this is Cell did it first and he did it better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, uh, watch I Dragon mean, Ball Z. Th- th- yeah, this was, uh, I don't know what the fuck this was, man. Uh, so, so first of all, like the, the little dog things that you see that, that yeah, they call Juniors. <laughs> like, like, you know, in, in the comics, if anything, those would be called mutates and those are the creatures that the deviants would create to go out and wreak havoc. Yeah. Like, the, the deviants are already sentient, conscious beings. As a matter of fact, one of the lead sentients, Crow, for a long time, actually had a secret relationship with Thena. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hot. <laughs> Forbidden love. Uh, but I thought that Crow would be the demon who got in the movie. I didn't check the credits to see what they called that abomination. Uh, it better not have been Crow. Uh, but we didn't get uh, Zaka's. We didn't get Toad. We didn't get Crow. We didn't get any of like the the real notable uh, deviants. We got some weird, funky ass amalgamation of bullshit. So one was called Crow, uh, K R O. Yep. Okay. One was called Toad, uh, T O D E. Yep. What the fuck is the other one? Zeke. Uh, Zaka's. Uh, it was like Z A K A S. So I get the first two. What the fuck is the last one trying to be? What's a Zaka? Uh, he was a uh, he was an inventor. Uh, no, I mean, like I mean, like, they, mean they're like, both named for animals. <laughs> so what the fuck is a Zaka? Uh, just, mm-hmm. just a name. Okay. Yeah. Huh? I don't know. I thought they were going for something, but I guess not. I don't know. Anyways, anyways, not important. Not important because they weren't in the movie. Yeah, yeah, they weren't in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah, the, the deviants, they were kind of a non-equation in this movie. No, they they were the nameless, uh, faceless, evil. Easy to not like villain. Yeah. yeah. And also, like, notice how somehow in a movie that's two hours and 37 minutes, they had to try to shoehorn in what their purpose was. Mm-hmm. So he, he gains sentience, and then he goes, oh, the, the gods have screwed you over too. And they try to give him immediate dialogue to explain what his purpose is. It just fell so goddamn flat. It really did. It really did. And for a brief moment, the movie was trying to introduce this concept that neither the Eternals or the Deviants mattered because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the Eternal, the new one being gestated in the center of the new planet, the new... The uh, Celestial. Oh, excuse me. Yes, thank you. The Celestial gestating like a baby, like an embryo inside the planet was still going to be given birth to. Why? Because it's happened hundreds and thousands of times prior and so the deviants, at the end of the day, don't matter. And neither do the Eternals, because shit's going to happen either ways. So, unless you watch this movie. But, yeah, by, by their own logic, it's like, well, this is dumb. And so, and then, not only do they introduce that, they don't even write it out. They quickly abandon that ship yeah. and go back to the cliche trope of, well, that is bad and good is good. All right, have a great day. Thanks yeah. for watching our movie. Yeah, we uh, we have to stop. Okay, and this is also like another really dumbass part of the movie. Oh, yeah, the, uh, what was it? The resurgence? What was it called? The res- we have to stop the resurgence or the resur- the birthing. We have to yeah. stop the birthing. We have to abort the planet. Right. So, so <laughs> they they were going to stop uh, the celestial from like, quote unquote being born or right. whatever. Uh, here's the problem, though, Kevin. He's a fucking celestial. Exactly. So you mean to tell me that you're going to fucking join forces like goddamn, like you're summoning Captain uh, Captain fucking Planet or some shit? 
And with your combined powers, you're going to freeze a goddamn celestial? That's your solution? Well, they did dress up like the Power Rangers. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't even summon a Megazord. They didn't. They didn't summon shit. Uh, yeah, so so that that's your solution. You and, and it, it is such a fucking lame ass solution. Okay, Fastos, really build something. <laughs> that's your solution. No. And then and, remember, their other solution was: Can you mind control celestial? Bitch, no. And, and that's what? a true god. Mind controlling a celestial is just as fucking ridiculous as freezing one. Right, and it's like. Did they freeze it? I thought it turned into like a pillar of fucking salt or something. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. And then also, I, I don't know. this is the fucking celestial. This is this was a gestating god that shook the earth quite literally right. in, in world-cracking earthquakes prior. This is prior to a giant volcano blast that was going off, which then had a fucking hand come right. out of the ocean like a god's hand, because that's exactly what it was, a god's hand by their own logic, their own definition. I get why the Eternals would not uh, meddle in the affairs of the humans. They gave us their concocted bullshit answer, which was exactly that bullshit. We made fun of that. I won't go there again. But why the fuck did the Avengers not reciprocate? That was a world-ending threat on their fucking world. Yep. Tony Stark's dead. Captain America's retired. There's others... That could have and should have and should have been able to respond. I'm sorry, were they too busy in WandaVision? What the fuck, you know? I mean, uh, it doesn't make sense. I, uh, I would have been, I mean, I don't know if it's possible for me to really dislike the movie that much more, but had, I, mean, I gave it a four. That's true. You can oh, that's get, you true. Can I, I can get lower. <laughs> it, it would have gotten a four had Erish, uh, had uh, Erisham not shown up at the end. Like, had he not shown that he'd be like, hey, motherfuckers, you intervened. Well, that's actually something I don't like. Mm. And this is why. They went with that, which would have been great. Yeah. But then at the very end, they did what I fucking hate Marvel for. And this is why it's so frustrating. And sometimes I don't get superhero fatigue. I get superhero frustration. Because it's like, at this point... Maybe Marvel fatigue is a thing. I don't know. Actually, that that's a fair uh, syn- uh, synonymous uh, title to give this mm. condition. Um Marvel fatigue or superhero frustration, uh, i.e. Marvel, because that could have been a great wrap-up for this. One thing we discussed was how the fuck you're going to make the other heroes matter after introducing something as powerful, a a concept as deep, as rich as Eternals could have been. Now, they're they're here. They're on the same playing field. Erishim comes in, takes them away. Awesome. Gives relevancy to our non-godlike heroes that we still enjoy to watch, right? Right. Right. But these fuckers had to go at the end of the movie and say Eternals will return. Why the fuck would I care about anyone else if these gods are going to come back? It doesn't make sense. Why the fuck would I care about War Machine or any of these other jackasses when I know gods that could do anything else and everything else technically better because they're all more powerful, quote-unquote, when they'll come back. They're literally trying to sell me before I have a chance to like any of their other shit. Because mm. it doesn't make sense. You know, at that point, I'm watching the story just to watch the story because the heroes don't matter. Yeah, uh, and I think for me, the thing that kind of gets me is uh, the fact that they're, now they're consequent, there's really no consequences. Exactly. Like, That's why they don't matter. Like, Erishim 
took them, and I mean, we don't really know what he did with them, and we can talk about uh, how they're basically fucking synthetic robots instead of, you know, which that's fucking beings. weird. Yeah, yeah. that was like, come on. Yeah, I'm sorry, I robot but right. with hate on skins like yeah, Fortnite yeah. or some shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but I, I was gonna, I was prepared to be really upset. If Arisham didn't show up and and do something, because you you, you thwarted the plans yeah. of a space god, you disobeyed a god, you yeah. broke his one commandment. Right. <laughs> uh, and also, man, Arisham, boy, uh, I've never never seen him so damn talky. He was talkative as a motherfucker in this movie. I mean, they had to have a lot of exposition. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, let me show you everything there is to know about. <laughs> and he's, I'm surprised he's like. Bitch, I've had to give you this speech thousands on thousands right. of times. Yeah, but meh. and it looks like he has like a fucking eternal machine. And also, uh, they gave like a reasoning for everything. Okay, so like we created the deviants for a reason on purpose. Like, bitch, no, you didn't. Like, you got like you and your celestial pals. Like, you accidentally created you created the deviants. Oh, well, this isn't that good. <laughs> You created the, you get to blah? <laughs> you created the <laughs> Eternals. Well, this is better. And then you created the humans. And, and and then it's like, well, okay, so now we have these three, you know, kind of distinct groups. And of course, Marvel Comics has, you know, kind of muddled with, you know, uh the the, the origin of, of that right, uh, right, right. since things have, have come out. But it was interesting how in this movie they were like, Yeah, we created the deviants on purpose. because uh, they have a a role to play here. And society, because um, they were the predator, but then they were the apex predator. Oh no. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the, uh, the the whole thing with also with with Arisha, man, like he just I don't know, he was just there for. It, yeah, it, but isn't it's like, weird that they felt to me they felt grander in Guardians one in that one brief cameo, like. <laughs> They, Not really. It's like because there's still so much wonder. Yeah. In Guardians, and, and they kind of got rid of that mystery. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But at the same time, they got rid of the future mystery because now fuck Erishim. He doesn't matter. Yeah. And you want to know why he doesn't matter? Because they promised us Eternals will be coming back. And it's like, bro, if they if they logically are somehow able to come back from defying a celestial, then nothing mm. fucking matters. Like, they're damning their own story. They're shooting themselves in both feet. One, in the Eternals future story, and two, in any other story leading up to it. That's true. If you can can defy and get away from a Celestial, then... Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, I guess now I'll go back to watching a story about Winter Soldier. I mean, great. What's your plot? Well, fuck your plot. It doesn't matter. That one was so big. Like, what what the fuck you gonna do? Get a cool arm? You know? Mm -hmm. I mean... I like that, but no offense, it doesn't matter. And that's what I hate. Like, they, they're bastardizing themselves and their other heroes because of this one movie and this one idea that they had to sell and the idea, the concept that they had to put asses in seats for a product they haven't even fucking made yet. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, like you said, Marvel, uh, we'll just call it the one title, Marvel Frustration. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, man. Um, Spider-Man better be a fucking home run, Dude, man. Spider-Man a, better be the dopest shit after this. Because I got to be honest, man. Like, 
so far, what, what phase? Phase four. Phase four has been super hit and miss. Mm. Very, it's been very, yeah. very hit and miss. At least Sean uh, Lee was dope. Yeah, yeah, Shang Chi was. Uh, oh, yeah. that's uh, yeah, thank you. That's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I say, Shang Lee? You <laughs> <laughs> just gave some other random Asian superpowers. <laughs> I don't know why you keep giving random people superpowers. <laughs> it is a blessing and a curse. <laughs> uh, so it's it's uh, almost one o'clock. You oh. got yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, any uh, oh, I, I think I gave enough of a rant because that last one really does get under my skin. Because mm-hmm. it's like, well, I mean, I mean, d- d- that makes sense where I'm coming from, though, right? Yeah, like, I, I get I, what you're saying, like about, the entertainment yeah. factor still matters, and that's cool, mm-hmm. but in the grand scheme of things, yeah, for the strategic look at the entire scape of your mythology, I mean, fuck you, you know, yeah. yeah. It's, and I'm talking not to you, obviously, right, but right. to the concept of what Marvel Studios is trying to do. It's like, well, no, fuck you guys. And I do mean offense by that. Yeah. Uh, I think that, and I've said this before, and now I can definitely say it again with confidence. I think that them making an Eternals movie was a uh, a way for them to kind of show their big swinging dick. Because the Eternals, by all definition, they should have known had the potential to not do well because people don't know the Eternals mm-hmm. and, and hell even a lot of comic readers don't really give a shit about the Eternals so who's your audience there and they're like well we're Marvel if our brand is on it it'll sell and mm-hmm. I mean yeah. I, I, only the future will show what the numbers will look like for the Eternals but the this whole idea of we're Marvel if our name is on it it'll, it'll sell uh, that you can sell on that for a while but Audiences aren't as dumb as you think. And right. so I really hope that they bring back that fun, creative energy that they once had. Right. They used to have it. Yeah. And and this phase has been so fucking spotty so far, man. I, I've never had to complain so much about MCU in, in a single phase. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it used to be where, like, you get an Ant-Man 2 here or Captain Marvel there, like, whatever. Everything else is going to be fucking good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not but, lately. Uh, but uh, yeah. I still have it. If Spider-Man 3 lets me down, then I don't know what I'll do. <laughs> Dude, if Spider-Man 3 lets you down, I mean, we're going to have a very different POV from these uh, you know, reviews. It's going to be like, all right, Q, you went to go see the movie. How was it? <laughs> oh, this one's shit too? Glad I didn't spend my money on this. Oh, Tell me shit. why it was shit. God damn. I'll trust you. You know, And, and you know what, though, man? And I'll say this and then we'll log out here. But like, yeah. th- there's been... Um, you know, because I'm a part of a lot of different comic book, uh, you know, communities online. Right, and, right. you know, they all like talk about the movies and stuff. And a lot of people said, yeah, um, I was good at the end game. A lot of people just kind of, you know, not really. Yeah, they jumped. just said, yeah, oh, yeah. that's dope ending. I'm satisfied. I'm satisfied. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I, I was on the ship of you motherfuckers wait and see. Because, like, they're going to come back and they're going to do some amazing shit. And now I'm over here. Biting my nails. <laughs> like, You're watching the front of your boat dip into the water like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, like, come on. Don't you fucking let me down. Uh, I stood up for you. Yeah, I yeah. stood up for you and, and other people wouldn't. <laughs> like, come on, man. Uh, uh, but no. Um, that, that's all I got for this, man. I ain't like the Eternals. We just spent an hour and 40 minutes really discussing why... Uh, why the Eternals is, is just going to be bad. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's going to be bad news for Marvel's future. It's going to be... It's, it's a bad 
experience. It is, man. I, I wish they stopped subverting my expectations because every time Marvel does it, it, it does not work. That that should be a t-shirt. Mm. I'd buy that for you. I wish they'd stop subverting my- or stop trying to subvert my expectations. Yeah. Please. That's a very layered reference, by the way. Yeah, yeah. We'd have to have the superhero homie icon on the back or something. Yeah, man. That'd be dope. Yeah. But homies, that's all for this one, man. Uh, So what did you guys think about the movie, huh? Did you enjoy it? Was this a a good one for you guys? You have a lot of fun with this one? Uh, Bro, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done, too. I want to go to bed. I want to go to bed, too. Homies, please leave us a review. Uh, I hope hope you had a great time. I know I (laughs) joked about this earlier. I had a more fun time discussing it than I did watching it. Absolutely. Homies, hopefully you had more a more fun time listening to us than watching the movie yourself. Who knows? You know. I don't see how you couldn't, but yeah. I know, right? I mean, (laughs) the bar is pretty fucking low. Yeah. But uh, you can trip over that goddamn bar. Just trying to walk. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Let's go to bed. Yeah, that's it for this one, guys. Thank you guys again for listening again for all you guys do. We fucking love you guys. Uh, you homies are, are fucking awesome. Yep. Uh, that is all for this one, though. Uh, it is late over here, so we're going to go ahead and clock out. But until next time, my name is Superhero Homie Q. And I am Superhero Homie Kevin. <laughs>